Our text this morning is the sevenfold blessings of God given to you. The sevenfold blessings of God given to you. Text Genesis 12, 1 through 3. Genesis chapter 12, verses 1 through 3. Father, we bless you this morning. We give you glory and honor and praise for this day and for this hour. We welcome you through the presence of the Holy Spirit to sup with us, to lead, to guide, and to help us according to your will and your purpose. We pray now for this assembly of your people that have gathered here. We ask you to open our understanding to thy word and lead and guide us through the power and the presence of the Holy Spirit among us. Teach us that we may take the word of God and apply it to our hearts and also act upon it and share it with others that they may too come to know Christ as their Lord and Savior. Yes. We bless you this morning. We thank you. We welcome your presence. You, we give you glory and honor and praise. And all of God's people said, Amen. 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 I'm reading from the Sefer. Genesis chapter 12, verse 1. Now Yahuwah said it unto El Abram, get you out of your country and from your kindred and from your father's house unto a land that I will show you and I will make you a great nation and I will bless you and I will make your name great and you shall be a blessing and I will bless them that bless you and curse them that curses you and in you shall all the families of the earth be blessed. Genesis chapter 12, verses 1 through 3. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading of his word. Blessing is the Hebrew word rock. It translates literally to kneel, to pause or praise, and it is used over 289 times throughout just the Old Testament. It means the state of happiness. The biblical meaning of the word blessing is to have favor or to give a gift or have a gift bestowed upon you by God Almighty himself. Thereby bringing you happiness, joy, and complete satisfaction and also the favor of God upon your lives. What is a blessing? A blessing is a prayer asking God for protection or for a gift or for his divine favor over your life or that of your friends and family and people and members of the body of Christ. Someone said, may the blessings of this day radiate through your smile and be helpful through your hands and shine through your heart, quote, unquote. Paul tells us in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 16, rejoice always, I pray and pray continually. Give thanks to God in all circumstances. No matter what you're going through, no matter what your problems are, give thanks. Because the more you give thanks and praise, you heard the old saying, as the praises go up, the blessings come down. But also, in the midst of a storm, when you give praise, you find that the doors of victory open even faster for your victory and your deliverance from what you're going through. Someone said, gratefully receive the blessings of God and others so that you in turn can be a blessing, quote, unquote. In our text this morning, the writer tells us that God gave Abram seven blessings. 
The verse number one says, and the Lord now says, now the Lord had said unto Abram, get thee out of thy country and from thy kindred and from thy father's house unto a land that I will show thee. And it takes faith to step out and do something that God has asked us to do without having questions in our mind about what it is he wants from us to do. So we find Abram listen to the voice of God and he acts upon what God tells him. But before he goes, God gives him a promise of a blessing that he would bestow upon him if he would be obedient and do what God asked him to do. He said, if you do this, Abram, I will make thee a great nation. That's his first promise. I'm going to make you a great nation. He says, and then I will bless you, not everybody else around you, but I'm going to bless you first. I'm going to make you a great nation. I'm going to bless you. And then he says, and I will make your name great. And of all of the religions, Judaism, Muslims, and Christianity of the main three all reference Abraham throughout the entire Christianity and the Christian movement. The Bible tells us and shares with us, he says in the next verse, part of that verse, and I shall be a blessing. You will be a blessing because I am going to bless you. I am going to give you liberty in everything that you set out to do. Then he tells him in verse three, he says, and I will bless them that bless you. That's wonderful. Every time you bless somebody, God's going to bless you. Then he says, on the other hand, I will curse those that curse him. He says, I will curse him individually. I will curse him that curses thee. Yes, yes. And then he says, and all of the families of the earth will be blessed because of you. Yes. God said, Abraham, if you just listen to my voice and do what I ask you to do, I'm going to bless you. I'm going to bless those around you and I'm going to allow the blessing to continue to manifest for generations to come. He tells us in Exodus, the sixth chapter, verses six and eight. Wherefore says unto the children of, he said unto the children of Israel, I am the Lord and I will bring you from under the burden of the Egyptians and I will rid you out of the bondage. I will redeem you with a stretched out arm and that's what Christ did for every one of us on the cross his arms were stretched wide I will deliver you with a stretch with an outstretched arm he said then he says not only will I do that and the great judgment will be passed upon those that have interfered with my will and purpose for your life and I will take you for me as a people And I will be your God, and ye shall know that I am the Lord God that delivereth you, that bringeth you out from under the burden of the bondage of the nation of the Egyptians. See, Egypt had oppressed Israel. They had burdened them with heavy loads daily. But God used Moses to go in and deliver them and bring them out of captivity. God made that promise to who? Listen to this. He says, and I will bring you into the land concerning 
the which I swear to give unto your forefathers, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. I will give it to you for heritage, he says, for I am the Lord that delivereth you. The writer tells us in the book of Acts, Luke says, and seeing one of them suffer wrong, Moses defended him and avenged him of the oppressed and the oppression that was smote upon him by the Egyptians. And God promised them deliverance from what they were going through. When Moses saw this fellow Hebrew being defeated and being beaten up, he jumped in and he killed that person that was doing it. He got in trouble for it because he'd been in the wilderness for 40 years and was preparing himself to go and deliver Israel out of Egypt. But because he did this, God throwed him back in the wilderness for 40 more years so he can get him ready because he wasn't quite ready yet. It took Moses 80 years to get ready to go and deliver Israel. So God had to put Joshua with him, of course, but it took him 80 years simply because he made a flaw. And when God wants to use you, he don't want flaws. He wants to be able to use you for his glory and for the glory of the kingdom of God. Acts tells us in verse 3, chapter 3 and 25, ye are the children of the prophets of the covenant which God made with their fathers, saying unto Abraham and thy seed shall the kindred, notice that, of the earth be blessed. The kindred of the earth will be blessed by your seed. He says to Abraham, I'm reaching out to your seed, to your kindred, and I'm going to bless them above all. And Israel now, and the nation of Israel, and Hebrews are the ones beginning to be be blessed. They're the ones that are beginning to benefit from the blessings of God in their lives. Revelation 5 and 9, John tells us these words, and they sung a new song, saying, Thou art worthy to take the book and to open the seals thereof, for thou wast slain and hast been redeemed. You have redeemed us to God by the blood of every kindred and tongue and people and nation. He was talking to Israel. He says, you have been redeemed by the blood, the shed blood. Remember, Israel is still in nations around the world. They're not in Israel. Those are imposters over there. The true Israelites are in nations around the world. And when Christ cracked the sky and come back, he's going to gather them from all of the nations all around the world. And we're going into the beautiful city of Jerusalem where he made the promise there would be a new heaven and a new earth for the former will what? Pass away. We mentioned that in the, in the text a while back. Jehoshaphat's valley is going to be a place where all nations will come together to war and to fight and to battle. And Christ is going to come and put them out and say, none of you belong in this place. Now let me get the true worshipers, the true Israelites, the royal priesthood, the holy nation, the peculiar people that belongs in this land. And bring them here so that they will have true reign and authority in the earth as was promised them by God himself. Through who? 
His promise. This very promise. He said, I'm going to bless them. I'm going to give them what they need to be first. Because the last shall be first, the word of God tells us. He goes on and tells us these words. He says, out of every kindred, tongue, nation, people. Then he goes on and says, Israel has been stated that they are the nation that will come from around the world and be redeemed by Christ himself as their savior and Lord of their life. The word of God tells us and shows us, if you put your faith and trust in Christ as Lord and Savior, that includes you. Not just Israelites. See, let me just share this with you. Israelites have to be saved because they're in bondage. No one else has to be saved because they're in bondage. Everyone else has to be saved because it is the will of God that you receive Christ, his son, in order to receive life eternal. But Christ came to redeem Israel because they were the one in bondage. But everyone else, all Gentiles, if they want to be saved, they've got to accept who? Christ as Lord and Savior in order to be saved. Israel's already promised the blessing of life eternal. All they've got to do is turn from what? Their wicked ways. If my people who are called by my name would seek my face, humble themselves, pray, turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven. I will what? Heal their land. See, all this killing and warring and murdering is not necessary if Israelites will turn back to God. All these killing of our children and murdering our children and all of this that the police department came into our job last week looking for a car because someone murdered a minister over in High Point last week. Boy had just been ordained two weeks earlier, pastor of a church. Stepped in to stop a, to stop a problem or, or escalating situation and ended up getting killed. Sometimes we have to be governed and guided by the Holy Spirit. Even for our own safety. And I told y'all that just the other week. We have to do that for our own safety and protection. Somebody coming in for a gun, I'm going to tell everybody, run as fast as you can to the nearest exit. Because I am not going to stand up there and say, okay, I'm the big cheese. I'm going to stand up here and take all these bullets. No, I'm going to run. I'm telling you right now, I'm going to run. <laughs> I'm going to run. And y'all better run too. And as Cedric say, we'll talk about what was going on when we catch up with one another. They don't need to, everybody to die. I'm going to die. You know, God said your friend will lay down his life for you, but he didn't say be stupid. <laughs> There's a difference. Amen. Somebody come in here, that ain't, that, ain't, that, that ain't what God's talking about. He's talking about somebody that you love and cherish and you care about deeply. You're willing to lay down your life for them. Uh-huh. When somebody comes through that door with a gun and they want to shoot up everybody, that's totally different. I'm going to ruin. I'm telling you right now, I'm going to ruin. Y'all can call me a chicken or whatever you want to call me. I'm going to run. <laughs> and I'm going to live to talk about it. And I pray that you live to meet me so we can discuss it together. So I know it's comical, but I'm telling you now, if it happened, y'all better get on the floor and crawl to the nearest exit and get out the best. Stay your head down on the floor and crawl out of here. And get to the place of safety. And then we'll discuss everything later. That's the word. 
You know, you got to have common sense. You know, everybody walking around here all with these spiritual antennas up in the air, today ain't got no common sense. Everybody holier than I am so holy, I don't think I need to talk to you. I'm too holy to say good morning. I'm too holy to say hello. Where do you go to church? Oh, no, you don't go to the right church. I can't speak to you. Got the spiritual antenna so high up in the sky. So even the devil sitting up there laughing at him. God says what? Be humble. Love one another. Cherish one another. Respect and help one another. Speak to one another. He says what? Embrace one another with brotherly love. And we see Christians and they'll step on your feet and go out the door. Sister, you stepped on my foot. Well, you shouldn't have had it in the way. That's the response. It's comical, but it's true. That's the response. I've seen people literally get cuffed out after the service on Sunday morning right in the church. And you go like, well, I don't know what the message is about, but they show mystic. God's telling us and sharing with us, these promises of Abraham was given to Isaac and Jacob. And he says, not only that, I'm going to pass them down to every generation. And every generation will know that I am God. And beside me, there is no other. I am the one that what delivers. I'm the one that heals. I'm the one that sets free. I'm the one that gives you victory in whatever your circumstances are. I am God and beside me there is no other. He says what? I am the great I am. And everyone must come to me through Christ the Savior, the Yeshua. Yeshua means salvation. The Lord is salvation. That's what the word of God tells us and shares with us. We need to understand and know the principles and the word of God and why it's so critical to the church that we be embodied in unity together in oneness so that when Christ comes, he says, I'm looking for a church without a spot or a wrinkle. You see, and the foundation of the church should be love. If the church is founded on love, the people will show love when you walk through that door. The people will express love when you walk through that door. People will feel at home when they come into the place of worship. You say, I felt so good, I want to go back again. Because God said, hey, uplift my people, encourage and inspire their hearts to live for me and tell somebody else that I am Lord to the glory of God. Let's wrap this up. The word of God tells us and shares with us, we must keep our faith and trust in God. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by what? The word of God. So if you're not hearing the word of God, you're not hearing. Oops, I'm sorry. That's the word. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word. So every word that you hear should be coming out of this page, out of these pages. That's what Joshua said. I will work, meditate on this book. It shall not depart out of my mouth. I will meditate on it day and night. Then will I make my way prosperous and have what? Good success. So you are successful because you meditate, you contemplate, you worship, you pray, and seek God's face. And I was, I was studying, uh, I was studying for this message, and I was thinking, I was thinking to myself. I said, "Now, Lord, I said, now I read this stuff over and over and over and over and again and again and again." And I said, "I, I, I just was thinking about that for a while." Now I, I said to myself, "I said, now you know, I wonder, do people really?" 
really, really, really read and meditate and contemplate upon this word. And the Holy Spirit spoke to me and said, that's why I make you do it all the time. Because people don't do that. But whenever you're in leadership, God wants you prepared so that when people come to you, they are able to receive truth. The Bible says you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. And if the preacher don't have truth, how can he tell it to the church? See, truth begins at the house of God. That's where he said judgment's going to start too. So when we stand in the pulpit, we ought to preach the truth and tell you the truth and then let the Lord do the rest. So I can't bring a soul in this church, but I can preach the truth and you will go out there and sell it to them and they will hear it enough to come and heal themselves. God, God will use you as a, a testimony. He'll use you as a witness of the goodness of God. Come over there and hear the word and stop hearing all this mess. People get up in the pulpit beating up the people of God every Sunday morning. Give them the word. The word will do it for you. Because it beat up me too. <laughs> the Bible tells us and shows us in, in Revelations 22, verses 12 and 13. And behold, Christ says, I come quickly and my reward is with me to give every man according to his work will be. He says, I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning the end, the first, and the last. Yes. I am Yeshua, salvation. And it have been sent, I have sent my angel to testify unto you these things in the churches. In the church. In the churches. I sent the angel to testify these things to you. Who is the angel? The pastor. I sent the angel to testify these things to you. He wrote this letter to the seven churches. Yes. The pastor is the angel. I send the minister, the bishop, the, uh, the apostle, the elder, yes. Yes. the pastor, the teacher, to tell you these things so that you will know that these promises are to you as well. Yes. Yes. He says, I sent the angel of the church to testify unto you these things in the churches. I am the root and the offspring of David. He was talking about himself. The bright and the morning star. Let the word of God saturate your heart. Realize that these seven promises, the great, making your name great, making the nation great, being a blessing to you, being a blessing to the body of Christ, Letting the word of God bless your life and stand away from those people that are evil and vindictive. Yes. Because the evil and vindictive ones are the ones that's going to speak the curse over us. Yes. Yes. But God says what? Pray for your enemies. That's hard. That's hard. I ain't going to tell nobody that's easy. Because I've been there myself. Lord, you want me to pray for them? I beg your pardon? <laughs> but he said pray for your enemies. Pray for those that despitefully use you, abuse and mistreat you. Yes. Ask God, Lord, they've been bad. But I ask your mercy. Say you want to pray for them because when God lays his hand on them, yes. you're going to be crying for mercy. That's why you pray for them. Say, Lord, I'm going to pray for them because I know whenever you get a hold of them, ain't nobody going to be able to turn them loose. Amen. Ain't nobody going to be able to get them out of it. When God put his hand on you, you can believe it. 
And my favorite saying, take it to the bank and get the check and it's going to be good. When God put his hand on you for messing with his people, you're going to be in trouble. He says what? Touch not my anointed and do my prophets no harm. Some people take that and use it the wrong way. But he's saying when you're walking in his will, when you're serving and worshiping and praising and, and, and talking and meditating and contemplating upon him and his word, studying and doing those things that bring glory to the kingdom of God and ministering and praying for the sick and, and, and asking God's healing upon those that are in hospitals and doing the things of the spirit, the things of righteousness and holiness. He said, don't you touch them. Because I personally will come after you. That's why it's always good to say, don't say nothing about that person. Especially if you know they are anointed. That's a dangerous place to be whenever you start talking about anointed people of God. He'll come after you too. But God says, do what is right. Do what is holy. Do what is acceptable. These blessings are blessings for you, the body of Christ. He wants you to be uplifted. He wants you to be encouraged. He wants you to be inspired. That's why we come every time and try to bring a message that will encourage and inspire you. Because last year and years past, this nation has really went through a lot. And the last thing people need to do is hear somebody talking junk to them. You know, I could have stayed at home and watched TV, you know. Or played my PlayStation, you know. Then the other than to come and hear something crazy. God says, be uplifted, be exalted, be encouraged. Put a smile on your face. He says, smile and let that smile what? Manifest. What did what did what did Kirk Franklin say? Smile. All you got to do is what? Smile. It takes one muscle to smile and 600 to frown. Did you know that? I learned that in science in school. I, I thought I'd share it with you. But the word of God tells us and shows us, smile. Yes, sir. So that people can, when people see your face and you walk in a place, they say, every time you come in, you light up the place. Come on, That's what you want them to say. You come around and you bring a smile and you have a personality that I've always dreamed of having. I've always prayed to God that I would have a personality like that. But it doesn't mean that you take wood nickels. It just simply means that you know how to carry yourself in the body of Christ as a child of God. May God bless you today. May heaven smile upon you. And remember, these seven blessings, the sevenfold blessing of God is to the entire body of Christ first to the nation of Israel first and to the Gentiles and everyone outside of the body of Christ that come to know Christ. These blessings are for you. May God bless you today. May heaven smile upon you. Let us stand. Father, we come this afternoon to bless you, to praise you, to thank you for your love and your grace. We thank you for your mercy because you are our God, our Father, our eternal Savior. We bless you for your goodness and your mercy. And we thank you for this message of salvation. Thank you for this message of encouragement. Thank you for the promises that you gave to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob, and to us, your chosen people. We praise you for this message and ask you that it will accomplish that for which thou pleases and go where thou hast sent it. Bless everyone under the sound of my voice and let them take this message and use it for thy glory and testify of your goodness, your mercy, your love and grace in all of our lives. We thank you this morning for this word. And we bless you. And now we seal it 
With the blood of Yeshua, our Savior. And that should have just poured into the hearts of others outside of this ministry. We thank you for this ministry. We pray for this community. And we pray for souls. Send multitudes of souls into this ministry. We bless you today. We praise you. We edify, magnify, and glorify your holy and righteous name. These blessings we ask, decree, and declare by faith. And all of God's people say, Amen. Amen. God bless you today. And heaven smile upon you.